Welcome into RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined by Griffin Warners. We get you ready for another week of Major League Baseball action. And Griffin, as we recap a busy weekend of Major League Baseball, seven teams completed sweeps over the weekend. What did you notice about the competition or lack of competition over the past few days? You know, I, I feel like as we get deeper into this baseball season, we're learning who is good, who is bad, who is um, living up to expectations, who is not. But it's really hard to tell um, if sweeps say a lot about because I think it's generally a lot about starting pitching and who's available and things of that nature. But um, losing three straight games, uh, you kind of need to pay attention to those type of things. I feel like probably the, the, the sorest thumbs sticking out are the Astros, just still not able to answer to what was a great end to last season um, as World Series champions. Uh, and on the other side of that same series, seeing the Reds with major disadvantages in the bullpen and things of that nature, winning close games when they needed to. Yeah, and Ellie De La Cruz uh, continuing to light up the highlight reel with uh, beating out a just a ground ball to first base <laughs> for a infield single. The kid is unbelievable. He seems pretty good. Yeah, he does seem pretty good. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Monday, and we'll get you set up for the series that begin here this week on Tuesday as well. The Cardinals will take on the Nationals, and we got Jack Flaherty on the hill for St. Louis. Josiah Gray for the Nationals, and this is a Cardinals team that has won two straight against the Mets. Are we starting to see them turn the page after the long losing streak? I mean, I have no idea. That just then makes me think, wow, the Mets are in real, real shambles right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Cardinals were expected to be a top 10 lineup. I remember MLB, like, I don't know exactly who came up with the list, but we're ranking the, the Cardinals as one of the most potent lineups in baseball. It hasn't really delivered. They've had a lot of issues otherwise with, um, I mean, now they have uh, Helsley on the, on the IL, but it looks like Jordan Hicks is filling it closer, and that's worked fairly well this, at least this weekend. So, um, I don't really know what to do with the Cardinals. So I feel like if you're betting against them now, it's you're basically selling who they are and still selling them. Whereas I'm almost not really ready to buy into them returning to the form because they're still a long way away from, from any sort of decent record. And I mean, sitting bottom of a really bad NL Central is pretty bad. The Royals take on the Tigers. Jordan Lyles, uh, one of the least profitable pitchers in Major League Baseball, as the Royals have lost every single game that he has started, uh, will go up against Reese Olsen for the Tigers. And Detroit, a mighty 145 favorite. Yeah, gigantic number for the Tigers, uh, especially after I think they started June 1-11 and or something like that, um, but then had a really good weekend series against the Twins. I feel like that's more of a ouch for the twins and uh, anything good about the the tigers uh, olsen's got some decent um or at least there's a little bit of respect for him in the fantasy community i'm not sure if i believe in him just yet um but the royals now look like they're worse than the a's uh they're same round of wins entering this uh, i guess this monday um three more losses for the athletics but they've actually been beating some okay teams lately where the royals have, have seemingly um thought we're gonna tank harder than the a's are the Blue Jays take on the Marlins. Jose Barrios against, uh, looks like it's going to be Brian Hoeing for Miami. If I told you that on June 19th, Monday, June 19th, the Marlins had a better record than the Toronto Blue Jays, what would your reaction have been? 
I would have been very surprised. I would have figured that the pitchers were back batting again or something like that. <laughs> it, it's amazing to me. But honestly, I one of my probably hopefully my worst loss of the year was back back in the Blue Jays on Sunday, taking a six nothing lead and then laziness by uh, Vladdy, who had already run into an out on the base paths, like with nowhere to go with the guy in front of him at second base. And then Bo Bichette not picking up a, a throw in from the outfield and that scoring a run and really kind of getting the Rangers going. I mean, it just seems like this Blue Jays team, they have so much like in the expectations category, but never deliver on it. And every like juvenile they mistake, mistake they make as an older club just makes me even more concerned that um, these guys really have no idea what they're doing, don't care. I mean, I'm sure they care to a certain extent, but. Um, they're still they're making really dumb young mistakes. And I'm kind of not surprised, especially in such a t- tough division, if they're giving games away with 6 nothing leads, 93% win probability, then uh, maybe they deserve what their record looks like. Cubs are at the Pirates. Drew Smiley against Osvaldo Bido. Chicago minus 125, total of nine there in Pittsburgh. Kind of a big price for the Cubs as a road favorite, considering how well the Pirates started the year. But at the same time, uh, the Pirates have not been beating anybody as of late. So I, I really I can't blame it. And I've never heard of this Beto guy before, but I'm sure he's a very, very nice person. You have the Rockies at the Reds, the Red Hot Reds. Austin Gomber against Brandon Williamson. Cincinnati minus 160 and a total of 10 there at the Great American Ballpark. I mean, big number, but how do you go against the Reds right now? Hottest team in the world. Um, and they get to welcome in like one of the worst road teams in baseball. So I don't see the streak stopping. Um, don't have a ton on Williamson. It sounds like he might be more of a bulk reliever that use someone else to open. Um, I don't know necessarily you need to do that against the Rockies, but I guess uh, why not use whatever advantages you can? Because you probably don't need a lot of extra arms in that bullpen because you're not going extra innings. You're going to win in regulation. But um, really hard for me to want to back Austin Gomber here. I'll put it that way. Sunday night fade will be in effect as the Red Sox travel to Minnesota to take on the Twins. James Paxson goes for Boston. Pablo Lopez at home for the Twinkies. Minnesota minus 135. The Red Sox not only coming off the Sunday night fade, but... They played a double header here on Sunday as well. And swept them both, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, pretty good spot for a Sunday night fade, which has been paying off pretty much. It's basically fade the team that's traveling off of Sunday night baseball. Um, unfortunately, I feel like the Twins, especially for how poorly they played this weekend against the Tigers, feel like a little bit more expensive than I was hoping for on a Pablo Lopez. Lopez pitcher that to me he's great at dominating bad teams when he goes up against better lineups I think he's where he struggles I'm not sure what to call the Red Sox because I feel like the bottom of that lineup is still very weak um, but Justin Turner seems to hit a, a, a have like a two home run game every every time I, I pay attention and there's a little bit more at the top of that lineup of course Rafi Devers is there so um, I really like what James Paxson has showed but uh, has shown this year, but there's also a good chance he gets hurt in the start because, like, we're running on borrowed time at this point. Let's talk about the Diamondbacks who uh, got blown out here on Sunday. They're in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Merrill Kelly goes for Arizona. Corbin Burns for the Brew Crew. Milwaukee's minus 130 with a total of seven and a half. Thank you for bringing up another winner that I had today. This was a, a six-run lead that I was actually held on to, so I feel much better about the Guardians, and I'll probably make it sound that way than I do about the Blue Jays at this point. 
Um, yeah, Guardians, you know, exploded, probably scored a month's worth of, of runs today. I don't really think that's a good sign for them coming back into a game on Monday. But, you know, it's going to be a really tough situation for them as well against Corbin Burns, who I feel like is looking like he's kind of his old self. Didn't have a great start his last time out, but uh, ultimately seems like he's rounding to form at the right time and, and going up against the Guardians lineup that is really going to not do much with just making contact against his cutter. So uh, I like that scenario. The Brewers got a good series, finally taking a, a home sweep against the Pirates. So that was big for them. Um, Merrill Kelly's been awesome lately, but didn't really have a great time with the Phillies this week. I feel like there's going to be uh, it's it's going to be hard to score runs in the, in this in this matchup specifically. Maybe not this whole series, but that under seven and a half is something I'm looking at, or a first five under. The Mets are at the Astros. Can Max Scherzer stop the bleeding for the Mets? And can Hunter Brown do the same for the Astros? Houston minus one thirty. Yeah, a lot of tourniquets needed in this one. A lot of bleeding everywhere you can go. Um, do you trust Max Scherzer enough to back him, considering there's still a lot of problems in that Mets bullpen? Drew Smith was his 10-game suspension because they're clearly using the sticky stuff all over <laughs> that bullpen. Um, I mean, it's it's weird, though, because like it seems so many pitchers are using it. There's like Bailey Ober was asked to wash his hands. Domingo Herman we've seen happen to him a couple times so far this year, whereas the Mets got two guys with 10-game suspensions. I, I mean, it just goes to like a, a league run by Rob Manfred where they just change the baseballs and all of a sudden the, the Super Bowls are flying out of, the, out of the park for the playoffs like they did in the COVID year. Or in this year, it feels like they've had just some series that seem like they're they're pop ups that have, are flying over the center field wall at 412 feet. So I don't know what to say about that, but um, the Mets have been good. I was hoping to back Houston, but I mean, coming off a home sweep against Cincinnati, which like doesn't go unnoticed because they're facing a team where they're, I think, favored in every game of this series. Um, we're in kind of dog fights as well. Bullpen got used a lot. So. Um, but you can say the same sort of thing about the Mets here because they struggled with the Cardinals. And I don't really know what to do with this one. I feel like I like the home team because they're at home. I like the the Houston bullpen better. But Scherzer should be a, a better I, – I would call Scherzer a favorite on a neutral field to or neutral baseball field to Hunter Brown. But Brown's been good, missing some bats. So I, I feel like it's a Houston or nothing for me at this point. Long-winded way of saying that. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, let's talk about the Rangers at the White Sox. Andrew Haney on the hill for the Rangers. Not sure what the White Sox are going to do with their pitching situation yet, but uh, White Sox got a great performance from Lance Lynn yesterday and still picked up the loss. Yeah, after stealing a game on Saturday, after, I, I mean, who knows? I don't really think the White Sox, like, we have undecided on on our, like, Odd screens, uh, I don't think they know what they're doing either. Um, the White Sox seem like one of those teams that is just trying to like figure out what to do to try to get through this season. Um, they're trying hard and all that sort of stuff, but they're going to have to outslug a Texas team that got a lot, of, I think, confidence coming back from 6 nothing today to win and not even in a save situation to win by four runs. So um, they're going to have to try to keep Texas quiet or out-hit them, and I just don't think either of those things are very likely. Padres are at the Giants. Michael Waka, who has been incredible this season, gets the start against, looks like Ryan Walker going for San Francisco. To me, this is Padres or bust because Michael Waka has just been on fire. One of the best pitchers in baseball right now. He has, but those sneaky gigantes, I swear. Um, ahead of the Padres right now are the Giants in the NL West. Um, just swept the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, 
who knows what this Giants team is? They go from 100-game winners to 100-game losers, it seems, back-to-back seasons. Now what are they this year? Um, they're off to a good start. I don't have a ton on uh, Walker, I must say. But Waka, as you mentioned, has had an awesome year. And he's certainly someone that I'm not really rushing out to, to go against. But I feel like San Diego also, their lineup's looking a lot better lately. They're kind of coming together. The bullpen's been great. Josh Hader's still awesome at the back end. Um, I'm I'm curious though. San Francisco moves to an underdog here. Then I'll I'll think I'll I'll be a little bit more interested. On Tuesday, the Braves will begin a series with the Phillies. Spencer Strider, Ranger Suarez, and uh, you know the Phillies have been hitting. They've been playing well. They swept this weekend, but it is still Spencer Strider. But that being said, Strider's now had three straight starts where he's been tagged for a few runs, or two straight starts really. Yeah, not really tough matchups either. Uh, I feel like the Tigers were one of those. Um, the only thing is, is I don't know how you bet against the Braves right now because they are killing the ball. I feel like every game I'm turning on and they have 10 runs. And it's not really just coming from the usual suspects. Like, of course, Acuna's doing his thing. is on pace for like 3,000 steals or something like that this season. But um, I just feel like it's it's almost like if you want to bet against the Braves, I feel like you go over hoping that your team's going to score enough because the mm. Braves might themselves. That's a good point. Uh, Orioles begin a set with the Rays. Kyle Bradish against Tyler Glasnow. What have you uh, made of Glasnow so far, his early portion of the season? I think high expectations that he hasn't really lived up to completely, but that's also probably a prospect or a product, better said, of high expectations. Um, the Rays have kind of been... Not the same dominant team, but how could they keep up winning 90% of their games or whatever they're doing to start the year? Had kind of a tough road trip to the West Coast, which does seem to happen to the East Coast teams. I, I wish I would like so one of our listeners, please remind us next time we have some one of these East Coast teams that's playing really well going out West. It just doesn't ever seem to be an easy trip. But now they come back East Coast and have to get resituated to that whole sort of thing. Um, and this is a, a series where the Orioles are going to go in with an inferior lineup, inferior starting pitching, but they have a great bullpen. And if they can hang in games, I think they can steal them late. So um, Ray's bullpen is still not as sharp as we've expected it to be in the past. So I, I'm going to be looking at the Orioles as big underdogs a lot in this series, but I'm not sure necessarily when the, the right time to grab will be. The Yankees need a bounce back, and they'll send Garrett Cole to the mound on Tuesday as they begin a set with the Mariners. Uh, the Yankees, they've won 11 of the 15 games that Garrett Cole has pitched this season. So if there's any time to back the Yankees, it's obviously with Garrett Cole on the mound. Yeah, um, until they blow games and... Even with a steal of home, I think that was the first one I've ever bet on in my life and had a steal of home. <laughs> Bill blew that one. I mean, I'm just, I've had a really tough time with bullpens this year. I know that coming in, starting the season, you're like, yeah, that's why we do first fives. But I swear, bullpens have usually been like where I'm a moneymaker, but it has not felt that way this year. But Cole was awesome. I mean, I feel like I rarely get a chance to back him. I'm usually going against him. And it was really nice to feel like even with a man at third, less than two outs, that they weren't going to score, um, but you know, took him out of ninety-five pitches after only six innings. I think it was, and then let Ron Marinaccio. I think I think every game I've bet the Yankees this year, he's either blown a save or taken the loss or both. So um, it's really tough right now, and, and having to deal with Eduardo Perez breaking down their hitting struggles uh, on ESPN on Sunday Night Baseball tonight was tough. But 
Um, the Yanks don't have hitting right now, and they're really banged up, and I don't know when that's going to change. The A's begin a set in Cleveland against the Guardians. Uh, Luis Medina and Aaron Savali in the opener. Um, after the long winning streak, the uh, A's are back to losing. They've lost uh, five straight games. But I have a feeling that on Wednesday, with Paul Blackburn on the mound, Ooh. the A's might be as close to a road favorite as you're going you're gonna to ever see them this season. Because Cleveland just can't hit. I know Cleveland... I mean, I'm I'm talking about a team that scored 12 runs on Sunday, but saying they can't hit, but they can't. Okay, uh, they're one of the lowest scoring F5 teams in Major League Baseball. So is Oakland, but um, I, I just I feel like that might be a spot to back Oakland on Wednesday. I mean, uh, I'm I'm actually speechless with Oakland Athletics and road favorite right now, um, but. I do feel like, unfortunately, the Guardians might have used up all their runs for the week uh, today. Unfortunately, they're going back to two runs or three runs or something like that. Oakland has played really tight games against the Phillies, against the Rays. I thought they were very, very competitive, and I don't think anyone really expected that. So I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be with you on that one because I I have a – I mean, going back to bullpens, I really do like Cleveland's or liked it coming into the year. They had some struggles, but I feel like their roles have been kind of figured out a little bit. Karen Chack is, I think, down in the minors, which is weird to me, but um, trying to space out his innings, I think. And I think Trevor Steven or Stefan, however you say it, and then Classe, who's been struggling, but still are really great arms at the end of that pen. So I'm I'm not necessarily sure that we'll see Oakland as a road favorite. If I If we do, I think I'll actually be looking at the Guardians. And the freeway series begins on Tuesday, and game one will feature, it's just a two-game set, but game one will be Kershaw against Detmers, and then Otani is scheduled to pitch on Wednesday. Hell yeah. I mean, this doesn't feel like the Dodgers of, like, recent memory. I mean, they've got issues in their bullpen. They're trying to get Daniel Hudson back there, but that doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon. Their hitting doesn't seem to be there. They were saying how... uh, because every broadcast always paints their their local team as like the best things in sliced bread. They're saying it's really nice to have a defensive shortstop like Miguel Rojas, but unfortunately it's because he can't hit. So like, yeah, they don't have Trey Turner anymore, and he's probably a little bit inferior defensively, but he's a threat every time he's at the plate, where Miguel Rojas, you're just worried about him bunting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and how about that division? It's just in the West, you know, uh, four teams with a positive run differential, Arizona in first place, the Giants – have won seven straight, and and the Dodgers in third place right now. And I just don't remember the last time the Dodgers were in third place this late in the season. It's probably been a decade, and I got to say, I'm all for keeping the Central just with no representatives from either league, yeah. East Coast, West Coast, be better for ratings anyway. Come on, Rob, step up. Well, before we get to our best bets for Monday's games, tell the people how they can save money at pregame.com. You can use the promo code SCORE20, good for 20% off. All listeners of this MLB podcast, good for seven days from the podcast release. So you have until the 25th or 26th. A lot of you are probably listening to this on, on the wee, in the wee hours of Monday morning or on Monday before the game's uh, first pitch. But um, make sure you use that promo code SCORE20. Uh, I got soccer stuff coming out. Scott's got, I'm sure, plenty of picks. Uh, and we've got a ton of, ton of guys going into the NFL and, and college football win totals and things of that nature. So get yourself set up for a fall of money-making opportunities uh, and use that promo code SCORE20 because uh, they, they look at us with a much – they smile at us a little bit more if you use that promo code. So use SCORE20, 
keep everyone happy, especially my co-host, Scott Skydenberg. Uh, for my best bet for Monday, I'm going to go with a low-scoring game in that Arizona-Milwaukee series. Merrill Kelly's been really hot till he ran into the Phillies' uh, last start at, in Arizona. I feel like in Milwaukee, he'll, he'll have a much easier landing spot. Uh, and Corbin Burns has been really good. So I'll go under either three and a half or four. I would expect four, and, and I would try to make sure I get four so I can push in case there's a little trouble, some unearned runs or something like that. But I'll give you the Arizona Diamondbacks, Milwaukee Brewers, under four, first five on Monday. I'm going to go with the Sunday night fade. Give me the Minnesota Twins and Pablo Lopez against the Red Sox. Now, I, I might try and find a creative way to get at this rather than, you know, I do like Twins on the money line, but... I also think Twins on the first five might be the way to go. Red Sox, tired bats, start, uh, you know, just starting slow. And maybe just back Pablo Lopez to just limit the Red Sox bats early. So I will be attacking the Red Sox in some way here on Monday. But I will be backing the Twins. Sunday night fade has been extremely profitable. So let's go ahead and bet the Twins against the Boston Red Sox, who played a doubleheader on Sunday and then traveled to Minnesota. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, you might be sleepwalking through those first few at-bats. I know I will be. <laughs> he, he's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been RJ Bell's Dream Preview, Major League Baseball Edition.